Uh, we're going to go over to Nuevo County right now, and up to Frankenmuth, Michigan. Uh, but we're going to run down to Birmingham right now, Birmingham, Michigan. Northwood University. And we'll uh, go over to South Haven, Delaney, Eastern Michigan University. So you'll be hearing us from all over the place, but that's the beauty of this broadcast. Now, it's Chris Holman's Business Beat. And welcome back. back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. Chris Holman here, and we are working from the garden level at the Holman House. And it looks like we're going to be going to a rec room or something along those lines at another house, the house of our, our good friend, Tony Bernacci, who is the president and founder of the Aerospace Industry Association of Michigan, Rochester, Michigan. And Tony, it is good to have you on. Thanks for being with us today. How are you doing, I guess, is the first question. You know, we're doing great. We're staying extremely busy, believe it or not. I mean, you know, as, as it's not any secret, the airline industry has been hit very, very hard by COVID. The traveling public is not traveling. And, and so it's, it's really hit a lot of the companies and made things very difficult. But we're staying extremely busy and staying relevant to the current times of what's going on with our member base. You know, the other thing I think that a, a lot of people fail to look at is not just your members, but the, the trickle-down effect in, uh, that a COVID-19 has on the whole aerospace industry. Um, uh, tell, me, tell me a little bit about that. So if you just think about um, what's going on, I mean, it, it doesn't take much to figure out. I mean, you go outside today and look up and you just don't see airplanes flying. And, and so of the worldwide fleet right now, there's about 65% of the fleet is parked which is about 16,000 aircraft worldwide. So uh, airplanes, you know, um, full now means about 65% capacity because they're not selling middle seats. Um, and, and so what the, the effect is, uh, you know, airplanes, if you fly them, they have to be maintained. Uh, but what they're doing, because maintenance is very expensive, but it's a requirement. And so they're not cutting corners, but what they're doing is they're a term called part out they'll actually take a part off of an existing airplane that's parked and they'll use that part because that part, you know, there's very good records um, that are required and, and kept and maintained, you know, with the service life, life of everything. And so they'll take that part off the aircraft that's uh, out of service and put it on the one that's in service. So not only is new aircraft production come to a complete standstill and orders are canceled or pushed out, um, but then the maintenance side, which tends to be the most lucrative part of the business, is also being hit because they're using their existing inventory from the park fleet. Ah, uh, so those suppliers that build those parts are not busy either. That's right. Yeah. And those are all members of your association, too, all the way through that supply chain, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's, what's interesting is the supply base here, in, in our, you know, which our, rep our base represents, um, is everything from the first, you know, R&D and development cycle, you know, through the aircraft production and then the aftermarket side. So it, uh, we, uh, we've, we've got the whole ecosystem and life cycle of an aircraft covered within the base. Tony, I, I know you're a relatively new association. What, three years now? Three years. Yeah, great memory. Yeah, three years wow. ago. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so so you, you weren't in existence when 9-11 happened, but... I guess in, in thinking about that, is it similar to this COVID-19 and what it's done to the industry? Well, so it depends on whose crystal ball you want to believe right now, because everybody's polishing them and they repolish them the next day. Um, you know, 9-11 was an event. I mean, it, it happened. Um, it, it just devastated everybody. It scared the, the heck out of everybody. Um, but people 
got back to traveling. You know, we had different requirements. You know, you couldn't go to the gate and there's different security requirements and things were different. You can't take liquids on airplanes and that sort of thing. Um, but they got back to business. It was, it was an event. Um, this is not over. It's still unfolding. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring with this. It's, it's like the event. It's like Groundhog Day. You wake up every day and it's just like, okay, what is, what is this going to present to us today that we didn't know yesterday? So it's still evolving, and that's where, that's where the challenge comes in. Um, the different analysts, you know, it depends, like I say, on the crystal balls you want to um, put your confidence in. The, the middle of the road think it's about three years uh, before the industry will get back to pre-COVID levels. The more pessimistic views um, thinks it'll be five years. Um, and that's about what it took from 9-11. Uh, 9-11, it was about five years before the industry got back to pre-9-11 levels. Um, one interesting thing, Chris, that's going to be tested here soon, uh, and we've shown this chart, it was Airbus had this chart, and we always used it in our presentations. The industry has been very resilient um, to global factors, whether it was the Gulf War um, back in the late 70s, I mean, excuse me, the oil crisis back in the late 70s, uh, the Gulf War, SARS, uh, the global financial meltdown, Tra air travel has doubled every 15 years regardless of those factors. Um, the data's there. We're going to test it. We're going to find out if it's going to continue to be that resilient, um, but it has been a very resilient air, air uh, industry in the past. Yeah, it certainly has in the way it bounced back. And, and I don't think people realize that it's 65% full at that capacity. They're not making money. Mm -mm. No, they're not. No, they're not even breaking even. Yeah. Um, so the airlines are at a loss. They can't operate that way. So there has to be something um, different put in, um, you know, leaving middle seats empty and, and distancing by how you sell your seats. Uh, the airline industry can't survive that way. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, the PPP money. Did, did many people in your membership go for that and did they it help? Did. Yeah, they did. And many were, were successful. Most were successful. I really, I don't, I haven't heard really, to be honest with you, Chris, of, of many that, that didn't um, get the funding and that was a lifeline. Um, so yeah. we'll, we'll see how that holds out once that uh, program ends. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Well, listen, best of luck. And, uh, I, I'm glad you started your association because it certainly in this time is necessary for those people to all be talking to each other and they do that through years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And be a voice to our legislators as well. All right. Tony Bernacci, president and founder of the Aerospace Industry Association of Michigan. Tony, it's always good to spend time with you, buddy. Same here, Chris. Good to see you. All right. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Rocket Man. <laughs> okay. Thanks right. a lot. <laughs> You're listening to the Michigan Business Beat on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Chris Holman. We'll be right back with more.